Thank you for listening to the Grace Chapel Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Kurt Henn. For more information about our church, visit our website at gracechapel.cc or follow us on social media at Grace Chapel, Ohio. Judges chapter 6, always the last one there to make you feel good. Verse 1, the people of Israel. Now, as we come to this passage, I just want to tell us up front that God's people here are afraid. They're scared because they are surrounded by their enemies, and their experience right now in their lives is just being pounded down day after day after day. In fact, every morning was just uh, another day to, to be beat up, another day to be under oppression. Verse 1, the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian overpowered Israel. And because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. Now, let me give you a little history on these two verses, and that is this. 200 years before this, under the leadership of Joshua, Israel had conquered and defeated the Midianites. And so Israel has been in power prior to this for 200 years. They've been in prosperity because God had Bless them, but what happened was they forgot about God. That is, you know, God was in the mix. It's not that they didn't talk to him. It's not that they didn't go to worship every once in a while. But listen, their lives were about them. Their lives were about whether they were happy, whether they were comfortable, whether they were pursuing what they wanted in this life. And so listen, God was not their priority. God was not the one they were seeking first with all their heart and mind and soul and strength. That is, it seems to be our nature that when things are going well, (laughs) we tend to forget about God. Or at least put him on the the back burner of our lives. Now, the reality is sometimes we might think that we get away with things in the short run, but but God is not mocked. And so listen, God is a heavenly father. He is a good dad. And so he disciplines his children. So so that we don't continue in our rebellion that will ultimately lead our life into destruction and missing out on what God is best, and even sometimes into eternal destruction. And so here, God has delivered his children because of the evil that they're doing. They've forgotten about him. They're living for themselves. He's delivered them into the hands of the Midianites, 
for seven years. And he has actually allowed the the Midianites to prosper. And the Bible says that their, their numbers were so numerous, they were like, you know, swarms of locusts. And in the meantime, the Israelites' numbers had dwindled. They had decreased. And so listen, after being ruled by, after Israel being over the Midianites for 200 years, listen, the Midianites were looking for some payback. But unfortunately, the Midianites were very brutal, cruel people. And so listen, they're not just looking to rule over Israel. They want to destroy them. They want to totally annihilate them, get rid of them completely. We'll skip down to verse 8. It it continues. It says this, The Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel, and he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. That is, listen, we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the beloved Son, Colossians 1.13. We have been set free from the bondage of sin and death through Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 6. We have no reason to fear because God is with us, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, 1 John 4, 4. That is, listen, we have victory in Jesus Christ, but we so often don't live in that victory because we, we compromise ourselves. And so we cut ourselves off from the voice of God. We cut ourselves off from the provision and power of God. We, we disobey, and so thus we leave God with only one recourse but to discipline us so that we don't continue down our path of foolishness. And so once again here, God's people who should be living in the victory that God has already granted to them. Listen, they're living in fear. They're hiding in caves because their enemy was so great. Well, it continues here in in verse 6. Skip back up to to verse 6. We're going to pop back up. It says this, And Israel was brought very low because of Midian. That is, listen, we will humble ourselves before God, or or God will do the humbling for us. And the people of Israel cried out for help to the Lord. 
That is after seven years of, listen, doing their own thing, (laughs) of going their own way, of thinking that they know what is best, after being pummeled day after day by the Midianites, they finally get low enough where they cry out to God for help. That is, what is in our nature, what is in our bent (laughs) to be so stubborn, to be be so hard-hearted that we just continue to do our own thing, that we just continue to think that we just know what is best for us better than God does. Listen, even when we come to Christ, we, we tend to have this bent where we, we seek to follow God in our own way. We, we, we want to follow God the way we want to follow God versus surrendering to him versus following him according to his way and his word. Now here's a hard truth. It's a hard truth, and yet, if you've experienced it, it is a life-giving truth. It's, it's a paradox, and that is this. If you have notes, write this down. God has to break us before he can bless us. God has to break our rebellion before he can bless us, before he can use us, before he can put his life into us. That is, listen, God must be the Lord of our lives. God must be the one who sits on the throne of our life, on the throne of our hearts. Listen, the one who calls the shots in our lives so that he might live fully in us and then through us for his glory and his kingdom. That is, listen, we were made to live in relationship with God. We were made to live under the good rule of our king. Now listen, that sounds kind of bad to us, especially in our independence here We've in America, you know, because our experience with human power is, is that it's corrupt, and indeed that is the case. But listen, Jesus is a good king. That is, he is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. His ways, his judgments are perfect, and they are good, and they are right, and they are pure in every way. Now, in this circumstance, in this unbelievable, fearful circumstance, in this circumstance that is insurmountable in terms of Israel overcoming, in this place of utter brokenness, they cry out to God. And God hears, and God answers, and he moves. And so listen, in your circumstance, listen, in this time of unbelievable fear, 
in your circumstance of insurmountable odds from your perspective, in this place that perhaps you feel utterly broken, God hears you. He hears your cry. He will answer. He will move. Listen, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a good God. He is a faithful God. Listen, it's not because Israel has been good. It's because God has chosen to covenant with them. And listen, he has chosen to covenant with us. And here is God's answer in verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joas the Abizarite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Well, well, what is this scene? What, what is going on here? Well, listen, normally if you were threshing wheat, you would just do it out in the open. You would do it on a hill so that when you were threshing the wheat, the chaff, the, the part that you didn't want, would just kind of blow away in the wind and the grain would fall to the bottom. But here, you know, Gideon can't do that. He's scared. He doesn't want to be found out. He, he doesn't want the Midianites to see him. He doesn't want the Midianites to come in and take his food and kill him. So he's, he's hunkered down. He's, he's trying to not be seen. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is Gideon, and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Now when we hear that last proclamation from God, it causes us to pause a minute based on what God has revealed to us just before that. I mean, you know, mighty man of valor? It, really? I mean, he, he's hunkered down. He's, he's hiding. He's, he's afraid. He doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want to be found out. He's He's hidden. He's, he's not out in the open. He's not advancing. And yet, God calls to him and says to him, I am with you. You are a mighty man of valor. Now, what I love about this is that God sees something in Gideon that Gideon does not see in himself. And he calls it out of him. And so listen, here is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing about our God. He sees you and he treats you according to your full potential in Christ. That is, he is always calling you to your best self to who you can be in full maturity in Christ. He is a good dad that is always calling us to our very best in him. 
And so listen, God says to Gideon, oh, mighty man of valor. But listen, Gideon doesn't see that. He, he, he's not feeling that at, at all. And in fact, no one else is going to say that of him either at this point. They're not going to accuse him of that. And, and so God speaks this into his life. And so... Listen, when God speaks to you, when God calls out to you and you hear him and, and you know it's him and, and he's calling you to take a step towards him or he's calling you to do something for him immediately when you know that, when you feel that, immediately what will happen as well in that moment is all your insecurities all your fears will rise to the top. And listen, they will speak against what God is saying to you. They'll say, yeah, this is impossible. And you know what? You're not good enough. And you know what? This is the wrong time. And you know what? What are you thinking? And they, they will rise up against what God is calling you to be in him and to do for him, for his glory. And so listen, that's exactly what happens to Gideon here. And it happens to us as well. God speaks, and Gideon's fears rise to the surface. Now there are two fears that we see in this passage. And, and listen, they're the same fears that we experience as well. And and the first one is this. Write this down if you're taking notes. We fear that God will not come through for us. We fear that God will not come through for us. That is, listen, you know, it's usually not a problem for us. I mean, to see God coming through for someone else. We, we have an easier time believing God to move for someone else. Yeah, I can see God being faithful to you. I, I can see God moving for you. I, I can believe for you, but where we run into trouble, where we struggle is, will God be faithful to me? That is, you know what, I, I see God's word for you, or I, I see God's word working in your life, but I'm just not sure God's promises are for me, that his favor is for my circumstances. We'll take a look at what Gideon says here in verse 13. And Gideon said to him, Please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our, that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. That is, listen, Gideon says, God, you know, if, if, if you've chosen me, you know, if you're, if you're with us and for us, then, then, then why is this happening? You know, why, why is everything going south 
in my life, in the life of those around me. And second, God, where are all your miracles that we read about in your word, that people tell of your great mighty deeds that you once did? Now let me ask you, do you ever feel like that? God, if, if you've chosen me and, and I am your child, as your word says, and if you're with me always and you're for me, as your word says, why is nothing working? <laughs> why does everything seem to be one step forward, ten steps back? I mean, God, I see you moving in other people's lives. I hear about your mighty deeds over there and, and in the past, but God, I don't see it in my life. I don't see you moving in my circumstance. In fact, God, I see the opposite. Well, here's the second fear that we have when God calls us we not only fear whether God will be faithful to us, whether he will come through for us, we also fear that we don't have what it takes. We fear that we don't have what it takes. That is, you know what, God, I can't. <laughs> I'm too weak. You know, I'm not talented enough. I'm not good enough. I'm the wrong person person. I'm the wrong guy. I'm the wrong gal, Lord. I, I can't. Well, listen again. That is Gideon's response as well. Take a look with me at verse 15. It says, and he, that is Gideon, said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. That is God. I mean, I, I hear you. I, I hear your word. I, I, I hear what your word says about me. That, I, that I'm your child. That I am chosen. That you will never leave me or forsake you. That by your divine power you have given, granted to me all things for life and godliness. That God, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and a sound mind. That God, you will supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. God, I hear your word. You have called me to be a soldier for Christ. You have sent me to go and make disciples. I hear your word. You are a mighty man of value, but Lord, this is what I see. I see when I, when I look at my family, <laughs> we're, we're the least of all the families in our area. Like, our family stepped out of line when you were handing out the gifts, Lord. I mean, we were doing something else or something. We are like the least of the least. We are, When it comes to our tribe, we... Uh, we're at the bottom of the rung. And then within my own family, Lord, I am the least in my own family. I am the runt of the litter. Lord, don't, don't you see? 
you've got the wrong guy. <laughs> you've got the wrong gal. Don't you see that I'm insecure and I'm weak and, and I can't do it? Well, let's take a look at the Lord's response, verse 14. And the Lord, so, so here's God's response to Gideon's fear. And listen, it is God's response to, to our fear. Because what God calls us to be and to do for him is impossible without him. And so that is why we have these fears. When God calls us to step closer to him and to step out for him, these fears rise. And so listen to what God has to say. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. That is, God simply says to Gideon, Listen, go in the strength that you have. Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. That is God is saying, listen, Gideon, I know you feel weak. I know you don't feel up to the task. Just go in the strength that you have. Just, just move. However weak you feel, however little you feel, it doesn't matter. Just, just move in the strength that you have. Listen, I am sending you. Verse 16. Interestingly enough, just like us, Gideon is still afraid. <laughs> but again, God is so good. I'm so, so grateful that God is so patient with us. And he just continues to blow wind into Gideon's sails. He just continues to encourage Gideon, even though Gideon just keeps pushing back against God's word, just keeps doubting, just, just keeps struggling to believe. Because, listen, he's just like us. We get beaten down, and we want to believe, but it's just so hard because of all our failure and pain. But God just keeps encouraging him, and he says this. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. That is, God is saying to Gideon, listen, I will be with you. And so together, we will get it done. And so listen, God is saying to you, in your circumstance, I will be with you and we will get it done we will make it through and not only will we make it through you will be victorious listen God is faithful he will sustain you he will provide for you his promises are for 
you and your circumstance. Let's pray. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more sermons like this, visit us online at gracechapel.cc.